0: mia2k podcast and we are your ticket from miami to Seoul. we are your pilots kathy and laura two fun-seeking girls with obsessive fandom tendencies taking you on a ride through the Hallyu wave from our perspective as opinionated grown latina fans from miami before we close the cabin
1: doors make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and if you
0: like to watch our in-flight podcast video is available on youtube and spotify Once we reach our cruising altitude, we'll be serving one thing and one thing only, piping hot tea. We're ready to fly into today's topic with our hot and sunny takes. So fasten your seatbelts, sit back, relax, and prepare for takeoff.
1: Hi, guys. Hi. (laughs) This week, we're coming at you with the first episode of a series where we will dive deep into South Korea's big three, entertainment agencies, the current front runner, and a final episode
0: that highlights a few
1: smaller agencies that we believe you should know about.
0: Also, it's important to note that some of these episodes, especially today's, we're starting with the strongest one, will deal with delicate subjects like child labor, body autonomy, grooming, personal freedom, disorderly eating, prostitution, money laundering, body dysmorphia, and a lot of other serious and potentially dark topics. So please be alert to our content warnings to skip a section. And just warning you from right now, when we start talking about controversies, it's when it's going to get dark. So we will leave timestamps in the description so you can skip that section if you feel so inclined with that. you know, I guess
1: we should first start with today's topic. Mm-hmm. Um, today's topic is YG entertainment. We are. little excited about this series because well initially I wasn't but Kathy made me see the light (laughs) I was like meh about it but as soon as I like I started doing some research especially on today's topic YG Entertainment it was a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we hope you I guess enjoy learning about each of these different companies and a little bit about k-pop at the same time there
0: might be a lot that you guys know already about yg but we haven't really seen like recent updates and there's been many Mm -hmm. and i think we did a really good job of bringing most of the big stories into one place because most is like little chunks of of deep dives so (laughs) obviously we can't get into a lot of detail because it would be like a six hour episode but we'll do our best yeah so with that, let's talk a little bit about YG Entertainment. Yeah.
1: So it was established in 1996. It's actually, this is a very long list, a record label, a talent agency, music production company, event management, concert production company, and music publishing house. So it's all of that in one. It was founded by Young Hyung Suk from Sotaji and Boys, and his brother, Young Min-suk. Currently, the majority owners are Young Hyun-suk at about 17% and Naver at about 9%. And then all of the other people have a lot less than that.
0: And to make lives easier for both us mm-hmm. and for you guys, we'll probably refer to Hyunsuk as YG throughout the episode because that's what he's known as, and it's just easier to know who we're talking about in the moment if you hear that name. So
1: they are currently a publicly traded company as of 2011. Fun fact: they actually tried to become a publicly traded company earlier, but they failed. And people think it's basically due to the fact that they weren't diverse enough in their portfolio. And that at that point, they weren't getting that much money in return, like the revenue wasn't enough. And currently, actually, there are considered a regular mid sized business and no longer a blue chip company. And a blue chip is a stock in a stock corporation with a national reputation for quality, reliability, and the ability to operate profitably in good and bad times. Which basically means that in the eyes of finance people, YG is not really considered a very good investment. Honestly, once we dive into all of the other stuff, it makes sense why they're not considered
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to mention because we Mm -hmm. jumped right in. We did say in the intro that the series is going to be focused around the big three entertainment agencies. So just as background for everyone, maybe you don't know, maybe you you just want a refresher. South Korea's K-pop industry is what it is today, thanks to three main entertainment agencies that were founded all around the same time. So that's YG Entertainment, SM Entertainment, and JYP Entertainment. And there's a conversation to be had around whether there's still a big three, if it's a big four, now that Hive came into the conversation. Some people say, actually, we could still say big three because is YG even part of the conversation anymore? So that's kind of going with what Laura is saying about them no longer being what they once were. Right. And that's
1: kind of why when I was researching, I added this in our notes because I was like, people are coming in with backup.
0: T, T, and more T
1: yep so the current ceos are <laughs> and recently as of july of last year young ming Suk was actually reinstated as co-ceo
0: which i also think it's tea. Plus, <laughs> plus, <laughs> the, the way the, the young family has been able to just do the most and be yeah. reprimanded the least is should be studied in colleges
1: yeah with that little background I think very important that we go into a little bit of detail or we think it's very important that we go into a little bit of detail on who YG is
0: so I guess this could be a moment for a trigger warning yeah I personally think that what we're about to talk about is considered grooming. Maybe others might not agree. That's to everyone's discretion, but I do want to give that warning because it's a conversation that is uncomfortable and yucky to even just have. And the fact that it's so normal and I don't Romanticized. Know, yeah, it's disgusting. So it's not okay. Yeah. So he I don't even know why he's called Pablo ID. I looked into <laughs> it, but I, it's gross. So it is gross. So the first <laughs> red flag about this man is his wife and not because it's her it's the way that they became husband and wife so just to start off they are 12 years apart you can guess who's the older one it's not her so what had happened was yg had a group in his company called Setskis, and the little sister of one of the members appeared in a video of the members at home or something where she was washing dishes Uh, 13 or 14 years old when she was in eighth grade and yg uh his grown age of 25 or 26 at the time said oh look at that little girl and then she ended up auditioning to join his company she joined in 1997 and then the math doesn't really math for me here with like the dates and the things that they say because so he says that he had a crush on her for 3 years before he decided to come clean to her and confess his love which was in 2002 but he said something about when when she was wrapping up sweetie which is the name of the K-pop group that she ended up being a part of when you say wrapping up that usually means ending but right. 2002 is when sweetie debuted not when they were ending so as they were debuting He was hitting on her, like telling her that as he watched her being a trainee for three years in his company at her young age, he liked her. It's like it makes you wonder, did he promise her fame and glory? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Because so then again, he allegedly confessed in 2002. But then they said that they dated for nine years before they officially got married in 2010. (laughs) But from 2002 to 2010 is really eight years. So whatever, the math is not mathing. But yeah, he basically called her up and was like, I like you. And at first, she thought it was a joke, a gross joke. And then they talked. And then she naturally came to open her heart, quote unquote, according to what he said. And then this is where it's really gross. And this is where I think it's grooming. So when they asked him why he fell in love with her out of all the other trainees at YG, he said, and I quote, I think I became attached to her because I had seen her for a long time. I always liked the small and cute types. She was the smallest and cutest and youngest in Sweetie. So, ew. And then, whatever. The group debuted in 2002, at which point already he has confessed and they're allegedly dating. And then in 2004, YG Entertainment announced on their website that the group had decided to disband. The reasons that they gave at the time were that one of the members moved to America with her family And the other one was having family troubles. And then what a coincidence. Only the one that ended up marrying (laughs) him stayed with YG Entertainment. But everyone who was a K-pop fan at the time or who knew about the group at the time knew that this was basically a forced disbandment because he knew that she was getting too popular and he didn't want her to. So when you ask about like, did he promise her fame and whatever? I don't know, because he literally crashed the group on purpose to like gatekeep and marry her,
1: I guess I, in a, in a way I was I meant more
0: like in order to get her to
1: initially say yes to him. Right, right. Cause... I know what you
0: meant. I'm just saying I, I I don't know. Obviously, the conversation, but if he did. He double dipped in the wrong period because he lied.
1: I'm sorry, I'm doing the math here. I know it's gross, but he said he liked her for three years before they started dating in 2002, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that that's 1999. 1999 Mm -hmm. minus 1981 means that she was 18 years old. He really took out a calculator and did, hmm,
0: how many years can I say? so I don't sound but again legal. clearly admitted to liking her from the moment that he saw her doing the dishes in the background of her brother's video at yeah. 13 14 Ugh. that he saw her and it made him go oh he literally said that with his whole chest
1: she was 21 and he was 33 okay
0: cool I mean at that I'm point done. whatever she's like she's a consenting adult but again at what point did he actually meet her yeah and how I'm did he done. start wooing her this is grooming like whatever way you want to put it this is grooming so anyway yeah that is one of the very big flags of YG as a person and just his regular story they're still together if they're Mm -hmm. happy they're happy but if it starts off like that I can't really say that I'm pro this union so the other controversy that is tied to YG specifically and also clearly associated with yg entertainment like when your name is the name of the company it's gonna go hand in hand but these are the things that he was like accused of that didn't necessarily go from yg entertainment he actually had with his brother uh sub companies that they had separately from yg entertainment and they opened a bunch of quote-unquote restaurants in the Mm. mapogo district and Hongte. and the thing is that those restaurants weren't really restaurants they were totally nightclubs and there was, a like, a law that it was, like, that area cannot have nightclubs. And they got away with it by saying, like, oh, you know, the customers are just dancing, like, at their tables. Like, there's, like, music, so they're just dancing. Because, of course, I go to, you know, have Olive Garden, and I'm going to stand uh-huh. up next to my table and start dancing. Because that's what you do as a normal person. But, <laughs> but <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. So, the thing, the reason behind that is because when you have a restaurant, you pay 10% taxes. But when you have a nightclub, you pay 13% or higher taxes. So he literally disguised at least five venues as restaurants for tax evasion purposes. So this man is clearly very savvy with the loopholes. And, you know, the thing about uh, when uh, there's communication or official communications in South Korea, the language that they use is very particular because like the police were asked you know, how did you not catch this? How did you let this go on for as long as you did? Because clearly YG is extremely well connected in the legal system and with the police. And we'll yeah. talk about that more in a little bit. But he, the police literally said, well, it's kind of hard if when we went to inspect, there was nobody dancing on the dance floor, then we didn't think it was a nightclub kind of thing. So the dumbest responses, the dumbest like excuses, but all of his nightclubs were actually nightclubs, but you know, why punish someone when they're clearly trying to game the system? It's like going to live on, let's say, a Tuesday at 8 a.m.,
1: 9 a.m., because it's empty, being like, like, oh no, this is a restaurant. 100%.
0: <laughs> There's a dance floor, but no, no. Yeah. It's a restaurant. It's like, it's if you, for all Miami people, <laughs> it's like when people go to strip clubs like Tootsies or whatever, quote unquote, for the chicken wings. <laughs> For the lemon pepper For the chicken buffet. Whiskey. For the buffet, yeah. It's, it's giving that energy. Oh, so geez. that's part of his controversy as a person with his brother and their other business dealings outside of YG Entertainment. But then within YG Entertainment, the company went through a routine tax probe in 2016. And at the time, it was slapped with a 3.5 billion won fine for corporate tax evasion. So he's just taking all the things that he learns from one side and applying them to the other, willy-nilly. And then in 2019, again, 2019 was a year for YG. I don't know how he survived it, but if that man could get through 2019, I can get through anything you know, Yeah, because,
1: literally, like literally.
0: Because, wow. So in 2019, the Metropolitan Tax Service launched a probe and raided YG Entertainment Headquarters and its three other buildings by sending hundred investigators. And they were investigating allegations that the agency had declared smaller profits from its artists overseas concerts and concealed assets in foreign countries to evade taxes. At the time, this also raised criticism from the National Pension Fund because they invested in YG Entertainment. So like Laura was mentioning at the beginning, they were seen at the time as a stable, good investment that even the National Pension Fund of South Korea invested in them. and at the time with all the situation yg suffered incredible stock price dips because of course everybody was pissed again in 2019 he was fined 15 million won for gambling overseas in korea gambling by korean citizens is considered unlawful and citizens who breach the law face severe penalties Gambling by Korean citizens is prohibited both inside and outside of the nation. So just so you know, Korean people cannot gamble even if it's abroad. And he was also he was found guilty of gambling on over 20 occasions at casinos in Los Angeles and spending over 400 million won in the process. So with all of these candles and one more that we're going to touch on briefly because... Of course, we if we're gonna talk about YG, we have to talk about the Burning Sun scandal. With all of those scandals, he finally stepped down from all of his positions in YG in 2019. And he hadn't really made an appearance since then until recently, this or in early 2023, to produce or announce the production of their new girl group called Baby Monster. That's when he resurfaced. So again, another trigger warning if you are listening right now, it's gonna get darker after this. Uh we're gonna talk about some prostitution stuff, some spy cam stuff, some horrible things, really. So, if you're not comfortable with that, please check our description for the timestamps for the next section of this episode.
1: So, like Kathy mentioned, we're already talking about YG, and I guess we have to continue with the other controversies because. They're not just they're not separate from each other. Wedding. They're not they're not mutually <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. They're right. very much entangled. Very much. So I guess let's let's start. I know you have to start with Burning Sun because that's the beginning of beginning and end of everything, pretty much. Burning Sun is or was a club in Korea. So we're not really going to dive too much into Uh, the burning sun scandal because that could be a whole episode in itself there's so much so much involved with it but basically the burning sun scandal it came out in 2019 where a group of famous and influential people got caught doing all the bad things prostitution, spy cams,
0: drugging women, raping women. women.
1: Literally every disgusting thing you can think of, Burning Sun had it.
0: The crazy thing about Burning Sun is that the scandal came to light because one man got into a fight with a manager or someone of high rank at the establishment because he was trying to defend a woman that was clearly being assaulted. And he was kicked out. And when he went to complain to the police, it surfaced that the police had been covering up every single accusation that had been made about this place and there were many and so the reason why this scandal is so
1: intertwined with yg is because one of the biggest players in it was Sun Lee, which was part of the group big bang and to say i was talking to kathy about this yesterday the fact that this man was able to do all these disgusting things While simultaneously being part of one of the biggest groups in K pop is just like ridiculous. I mean, like, I I guess that's the reason why he got away with it for so long. Yeah. But like, oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah. So, at first, when everything came out, YG defended Sunly, saying that all the allegations were false and the chats that had come out
0: were. Fabricated and obviously they were not. And and just really quickly for context, the chats that we're talking about were basically Sung lee and all the other people that were of prominence that Laura mentioned earlier that came up throughout the scandal were sharing in cacao Talk graphic videos and pictures of the women that were falling prey to their disgusting crimes and talking about how, what they did and being like funny about it while they were doing horrible right. inhumane acts of these women so those are the chats that laura was talking about
1: so yg defended him until it was impossible to anymore but i have no doubt that they would have continued if they thought they could get away with it honestly because he was part of big bang which is very profitable for yg entertainment as a company mm-hmm. but as soon as it came to be that they couldn't defend him anymore yg entertainment denounced him and he left YG and Big Bang altogether. Yeah. Because of this, actually, all of the gambling accusations, allegations, accusations came about. This kind of opened the door for investigating everyone involved with suddenly. And this all happened in 2019. Stocks plummeted for YG because why would you even want to be? Associated, associated with something no. this gross, right? There's just so much to it. So there layers. is an article, yeah. There is an article that described the timeline of of the scandal, and I think I spent about two hours reading it. Yeah. It's a lot. I guess you could say some of it is still going on because I don't think everybody has been convicted fully. No, I know for, and there's still
0: people serving. At least one. There's one that's serving until 2025. Right. Uh,
1: Sun Lee from Big Bang was convicted i think 2022 to a three three three-year
0: sentence right and he is currently out they made his sentence shorter and they also said that oh never mind you don't have to pay for all your crimes like neither the monetarily things that he had done he was supposed to pay a huge fine they said that he didn't have to pay it and he's out and was seen vacationing in thailand with the girl that he was rumored to be dating before all of this happened and allegedly he texted his friends when he came out of jail and asked them want to go clubbing tonight so all the Uh rumors about him well the reason why they shortened his sentence was because according to the supreme court he had first he had uh, pled innocent then he pled guilty and then they like um shortened his sentence to 18 months and they were because they were like oh he admitted to his crime and he has been reflecting or he's reflecting for the past three years but i'm sorry if you come out of jail and you text your friends saying when i go clubbing when everything all these disgusting things happen at your clubs there's zero remorse zero reflection zero anything disgusting
1: another reason why this is also tied to yg is one of the allegations or accusations was of suddenly using burning sun and its associates to produce prostitutes for business associates as Mm -hmm. like thank yous and there were times where companies associated with yg were brought into questioning whether this happened with them. Part of it was there was a trip where a group of influencers went on a trip with some business people, executives, and the accusation was that they weren't actually influencers and they were just prostitutes brought to entertain these people throughout their trip because of branding's son pretty much.
0: While well, doing research about all of this to kind of understand because obviously we weren't here while it was developing. Right. I found a specific article that talked about a number of supporters that are still on his side and still claim he's innocent and that he was a victim of the justice system. And it's just so ludicrous to me to see people, you know, like as K-pop fans, we go very far with how much we stand, the people that we love. But at some point you have to be accountable and hold people accountable. He did horrible, horrible, horrible things. And he got away with short of murder, I guess. And the fact that there are all these victims in his wake and you're going to stand for someone that is such a disgrace it's just that it and this isn't
1: it broke out in 2019 but they have proof of all of these things happening since 2015 Mm -hmm. like this was a long long time where these powerful powerful people were hurting women yeah minors minors just because they could if you read some of the chats i only read a couple because really there's no need to de- dive into that much darkness no, no. but just in the like couple that i saw it was like another level of disgusting
0: yeah
1: where like they knew they could get away with it because of who they were so they were literally not afraid to say anything or Nothing. do anything
0: it's insane And a lot of, again, police people and law people turn a blind eye because of YG's connection with them. So if someone, for for anyone to say that the justice system was unfair to him, no, the justice system turned a blind eye to him and was extremely unfair to a lot of victims that suffered in his wake. And
1: at least from the research that I did, Sun Lee was, I would say, one of the favorites of YG because he actually did manage for a little bit one of the subsidiaries of YG Entertainment. And it's just gross. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is true. I, I couldn't find an article that said that this actually happened or like one thing cost the other. But I think this other controversy that we're going to talk about, which is B.I., the ex-leader from Icon. I think it came about because of burning sun and all of the allegations and accusations of police corruption. Yeah. And I think because of that they kind of like dug into everything that they might have covered up before.
0: Yeah.
1: To look like they were doing their jobs now. Yeah. So basically just a little bit on this. Uh BI bought and used different types of drugs, which is very 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 illegal. Mm -hmm. They're illegal in South Korea. And YG, the person, actually paid off police to ignore the first time that this came about. So, And he also intimidated a whistleblower. And so when everything was happening in 2019, this came back up. There was no one to hide from. And BI ended up leaving the group. And honestly, in most of the articles that I read... They say YG the person left YG because of this. Like they they they've done such a good job of separating YG Entertainment from the Burning Sun scandal that in articles where they talk about YG the person's separation from the company, they don't mention the scandal. They just mention B. the quote unquote smaller stuff, like yeah. BI's drug scandal, which if you guys remember. At the very beginning, we said about nine percent of YG is owned by Naver, and Naver is basically Google in South Korea. So, mm-hmm. team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it's just—it's the amount of power is like no, it's ridiculous. It's like disgusting. Like I don't—I don't know. There's one more controversy listed here for the complete opposite reason of the other two. So we're, we've talked about how YG covered. And did everything in his power to protect two of the men in his company who were clearly in the wrong, right? Right. But then when it came to BOM from 21, she got into a huge controversy around 2014 because she had lived in the States and she had been diagnosed with ADHD. So she came back to South Korea with a bottle with 82 amphetamines aka Adderall and she was booked for that and there was this whole investigation this girl's life was ruined because all these articles were published about her with drugs and YG did not move a fucking finger to defend her or to help her through all the investigation and everything that she had to endure she stayed off the public eye like in 2014 that's when Taeyan dropped eyes nose lips and the entire YG like company did a cover to you know celebrate and help push a song kind of like the equivalent of a TikTok challenge today and like hers was not used or taken down like it was it was just disgusting like the the way there's a lot of misogyny at YG there's a lot of stories about who his favorites were kind of like Lara was saying about Song Lee and 21 was not anywhere near as important to him for many reasons and what happened to Bum and her controversy was really unfortunate. And he is trash. is really the tea. In conclusion. <laughs> in conclusion. Trash. But not concluding yet. We still have more to go. But yeah,
1: no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like I literally got goosebumps as you were saying that because it's just gross. Like,
0: like you're going to let a and- girl who has ADHD and needs Adderall like take a beating, a public beating because it's illegal in Korea and like her family suffered i
1: yeah there's so many layers i think even if i had all the information in my head i don't think i'd be able to fully understand the extent of everything you know it's crazy to me that people would consider yg still part of the big three with burning sun as part of their like company history yeah like there's no way you can't as much as you try to distance yourself from it there's no way that you can separate the
0: two like i don't know what what parent would let their daughter audition for yg after right? after just just the wife just from the wife i wouldn't trust that man around any young person ever ever
1: i feel like the reason why he was comfortable with saying some of the statements he has made over the years about his wife is because he knows that it's overall society still needs to catch up yeah but anyway we we
0: We we made sure to talk about the controversies in the middle of the episode so that we didn't have to end on that note because we are going to cleanse ourselves from all of that and now we're just going to talk about the musicians and the everything that is logistically now under yg all the people that left in like literal succession of each other. And we're just going to talk about the tea of again, why why YG is definitely not big three anymore. So let's mm, get into yeah. it. We're not going to name everyone who was signed to YG by the way, at one point or another, because there are like a lot of people and a bunch of these acts we don't really know a lot about. So we are not going to name everyone. We're just going to highlight a few We know, again, the Sex Kiss band, Mm -hmm. they debuted in 1997. This is where the older brother of YG's wife, again, this is how they all met. They debuted in 1997, disbanded in 2000, and then they had a reunion concert in 2016. And then it was announced that they had actually re-signed with YG in 2016. So as of right now, there's still four members active from Sex Kiss. And it's just like, oh, look, I'm working with my brother-in-law who took my little sister when... Yeah, yeah I, I can't. I can't. I fully can't.
1: Oh, my God. I hadn't thought about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's so gross. Cool. It's so twisted. Cool, cool, cool. It's so, so bad. Ugh, ugh. Anyway, we also have one time, which is two fun facts. Number one, this is where Teddy came from. If, if everybody has heard about Blackpink, you know Blackpink's songs... Are all produced by Teddy, all of them, notoriously, questionably. So Teddy came from one time, and another fun fact about one time is for anyone who's seen that clip of suga to bring BTS into things, uh standing on that rooftop screaming at Bang PD for lying to him about dancing. suga says, like you told me we we're gonna be like one time somebody nim that it was more about the music and stuff and not so much about dancing, like whatever. So that's the group. If you are not familiar with uh, with one time, but you are with BTS. That's where that came from. And then there's also a group called Sweetie, which is where YG recruited his wife. They debuted in 2002 and disbanded in 2004. And Laura is losing it. <laughs> the fact that that's even a sentence, like I I, I can't. I mean, it's my sentence. No one ever said recruited, but that's what I think about. But I situation. mean, it's true though. Oh, that's gross. Okay. Very gross. Also, I did want to mention briefly, there's an artist named Seven who was also assigned to YG. And the only reason why I want to mention him is because he just got married a few days ago. And right now, Taeyang is promoting Shung. And he literally made this man, the groom, at his wedding do the Shun challenge with him. And I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> like, time I... and place, homie. But you know, whatever. Get get your TikTok views. Get him, King.
1: So speaking of Big Bang, Big Bang would, I mean, I think everybody would consider them yg's first success story they were their first idol group and they debuted in 2006 and were with yg until 2022 only g dragon is still part of yg i think the next two are also considered pretty big success stories for yg yeah
0: to anyone which is a girl group with cl and boom Which again was a disgrace of the century, what they did to Boom. And it's it's a disgrace of the century in general, how 21 was mismanaged. A lot of the misogyny comments about YG come from what CL and the other members of 21 have admitted to, like the fact that YG called them ugly a lot of the time to their faces. And the narrative behind Blackpink's debut was that they were a prettier version of 21, because we know how visuals are such a big part of k-pop and korea in general so disgusting and if you don't know the members of 21 did not know that they were disbanded by communication of the agency with them they found out via the media because the company put out an announcement and cl was like fully having thanksgiving dinner when she got a bunch of texts like hey y'all disbanded she was like what so that's that on 21 unfortunately oh my but God, I just- chills Yeah, I'm just glad that they're out of there. I don't know why Dada stayed with YG until last year or 2021, sorry. But she was still there. And even with everything that he did, Bum was still calling him Papa YG. Like she still thinks of him as a father figure. And that goes to show like how twisted, like and gaslit people are in the Stockholm Syndrome that you like literally still have affection for the people who hurt you and mistreated you so badly.
1: I believe dara stayed in the actor division yeah so i think that may have been a little bit different in that sense like maybe it was a little bit better for her anyway the next act was also a pretty big 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 and that psy, i don't know if you guys remember gamnam style but oh, that was forget? huge everywhere mm-hmm. i think those three big bang to anyone in inside really took the Company to to like New Heights, the next level, and he was there until
0: 2018. Sorry, I'm doing the next level. level (laughs) (laughs) Wrong company, Kathy Wrong company. Wrong company. My bad. My bad.
1: (laughs) So he was there until 2018, and if you guys didn't know, which maybe you don't, Epic High was actually also signed to YG. It was actually first Tablo as like a person, mm-hmm. a soloist. And well, he his bandmates were
0: in, enlisted. He
1: signed up right after the Stanford University controversy. Tajinyo.
0: There's, uh, there's a really good podcast <laughs> on Spotify about the Yo controversy, all, everything that Tablo went through, which is like a seven, seven episode long thing. And if you haven't heard it, it's a really like good in-depth, coverage of everything he went to and it goes a lot into korean principles and all those things like context cultural context that we don't really like we're not really familiar with so if you haven't heard it i think it's a really good educational resource for you to know more about korea in general
1: and after their enlistment ended and because of the success of tablo epic High signed as a group with yg and they were there until 2018 Mm -hmm. if you guys notice a pattern there's going to be two big years for YG, 2018 and 2019. Honestly, the people that left before 2019, like, good, good for them. They, yeah. they, I don't know if they saw it coming or what it was, but good for them.
0: I'm sure they knew, you know, in those buildings, the tea, like the, the, the fighting and the screaming and all the things, you know. Lehi, my queen,
1: <laughs> was actually also signed to YG, and she left in 2019, yeah. I'm pretty sure
0: because Burning Sun. So she actually left because if you guys don't know who Lehigh is, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, so Lehigh came up in a competition called K-pop star. She participated mm-hmm. in it the same year as Jamie. Jamie won and ended up going to JYP. Lehigh ended up coming to YG. YG. So at the same time as Lehigh, there was another group of four that compete competed in that competition and were also brought to yg one of the girls i don't know if she left or he told her to leave but then lehigh was gonna kind of like debut with them and then he discarded the girls like these girls wasted their time for no fucking reason and lehigh literally this is the the curse of yg and this is something really important worth mentioning one of the reasons why yg is literal actual trash Is because they don't let their musicians make music. Like, they Mm. had this philosophy or this whole thing of... Because comebacks and promotions take two months. He only allowed five teams a year to have comebacks. And none of the solo artists really had time to fit in there. So Lehigh was literally not allowed to make music while she was at YG. And I guess with the Burning Sun scandal and everything else on top, she was like, peace. Like, she had plenty of reasons to leave. But also, like, Minji from 21... She also was like, fuck YG, because she was trying to go solo and do solo work for forever. And he he didn't let her. They didn't let her. So YG is a literal place of death for music, for groups and solo artists. Because if you don't really go with what this man wants to put out, you're not going to see the light of day. So he kept her in the basement. And that's why she left. Good
1: queen. Or her icon was with YG. Until just last year, December. I think, I guess you could also see here the misogyny because Icon was a favorite. Yeah. Their seven year contract expired last year, and that's why they left. Now they're in a company altogether. And now we come to the artists that are still with YG, which are Winner, Treasure, and Blackpink. So, Winner. Actually, also came about because of a competition and they recently renewed their contract.
0: Why? (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Also, if you have been watching this episode either on Spotify or on YouTube, Laura changed her background, which she never does. And she has one picture in the back. And that picture is of winner member Mino, who is my bias. So how dare you, first of all. But also, it's like basically the only person that she really stands in YG. That's what happens. True. You know, we we also do have our girls in Blackpink that we like, but just in general, like she's like, who do I not hate in YG right now that I can like put behind me and just be mischievous right now? So Mino, Mino is her love. She really actually does like her music a lot. So
1: I like him a lot. He's great. Yeah. But to me, Winner isn't currently not a favorite
0: because
1: (laughs) they did a lot of like those college tours last year
0: college shows right
1: and when you look at like their their like social media presence and like all of that kind of stuff it it just looks like they're doing it themselves like they have literally zero backing from the company Mm -hmm. which is ridiculous because mino is everything pretty big soloist by himself the waste of talent is insane it's I honestly don't know why they signed again something must have worked for them but I mean we're not privy to
0: yeah I I guess like they were like oh we're only gonna be like three or four groups in the company so we have to have a comeback every year because there's literally no one else on the schedule that we have to fight with oh that that could be it I love Yoon I love Huni is my fucking reason to like I love that man like the way not Mino bias, is though. not my bias. The way Mino is my bias, but I, I literally am such a whore for, for Yoon and honey. Like it's not good. It's not good, but it's fine. They don't know. They don't know who I am. <laughs> it's okay. And then, so after good. Winter, we have Treasure, whom I got into. I don't even know how. I think, so this is the thing. My favorite game show ever in South Korea is the Game Caterers. And whenever they go to, like, the companies, like, they did the first one with BTS, and then they did a a YG family one last year. I think that's the one that I saw. And they had, like, they had a couple people from Treasure. They had ACMU in there. Oh, we should mention ACMU. ACMU is also signed with uh, YG. So, ACMU is this duo, and they signed them at the same time as Lehigh, and they were kind of promoting them as, like, rookie singers like not idols whatever and they write a lot of beautiful music it's a brother sister duo and they're really really good and they're like literal legends in yg and in south korea in the musical industry so they had akmu they had winner they had treasure they had jenny from blackpink was there they had yeah like all the groups that were still at the time they had icon and it was a really good like show of the YG family. Like YG family is a phrase and you don't really hear that about like other companies as much. Like the YG family thing is like a big thing with them. So whatever, that's- That's
1: what what YG, the person made it. Like he-
0: he... Yeah, that's part of his brainwashing technique for sure.
1: Right, right. It's not that they, ooh, decided, oh my God, I love you so much. Let's all just call each other family. No, that- that's a name
0: yeah yeah kind of like with sm SM town ran with sm town because i guess the family was taken but yg like kidnapped the word family to our disgrace and is using it in the very like worst of ways so yeah i mean honestly though i i haven't seen a lot of yg content i have price. i have and this is something that will probably go on another episode another day because it's just fun cutie things but i have seen it that's kind of where i got to fall in love with a lot of these people which like treasure
1: but the little that i have seen i mean it really did look like they they do like like each other and... yeah
0: i agree i agree <sighs> like they which... could have worked together so much more if yg had been a good company and if yg yeah. person had been a thinking person he could have like literally profited so much off of them that he wouldn't have had to go into illegal businesses outside because he could have just had them all do the music that they wanted to do and not spaced out their promotions as much as he has because it's it was literally a waste of everybody's time and talent most of all so anyway treasure They're little babies. They debuted in 2020. They were supposed to debut in 2019. They also came up through a competition. I think it was called Treasure 13. And they were supposed to be like, their name of the group was also Treasure 13 because there were 13 members. One of the members, even before debuting, was like, peace, I don't want this. Which honestly, homie, what a great foresight you had. Bye. And, and, And like, mind you, all these, like all the people that go to YG today, like half of Treasure, if not more, we're all inspired by Big Bang, like by Icon, by Winner. Like these are the groups that they looked up to, that they made them want to join YG, and now they're not there anymore. So I'm I don't even want to know how Treasure feels because of that. And then they actually d- lost two more members last year that went on hiatus around like May, and then in November it was announced that they were permanently going to be leaving the group. Which was really heartbreaking and we actually had the great fortune of being able to travel to South Korea and while we were there we saw them in concert. It was like our K-pop experience of like living it over there so it was a good time they actually are they're very talented performers they really have so much energy because they're so literal young babies that they have a lot of energy and they're great. So we, But we saw them literally the week of the announcement being made. So like Hyunsuk, which is the leader, which is my bias of the group, was literal, like in shambles, crying, it, like poor thing, just like overwhelmed, I'm sure, by everything and feeling like so much of the responsibility of keeping the group together and whole was on him. So getting off my soapbox now.
1: No, but like one of, I guess I, I do want to talk just a tiny bit about one of the members of Treasure that left last year, Bang Dam. Yeah. He was with YG since 2012, 2013. Mm -hmm. He trained for like seven years. Like if you think about it, he could have debuted with Icon.
0: Yeah. And
1: the fact that he left even after...
0: All the work he he put in on time.
1: Right. I think says a lot about everything, in my opinion. Yeah. And a lot of... Treasure maker. They say that he's gonna do his own thing
0: yeah he's so talented
1: gonna be great
0: yeah so agreed i'm excited yeah
1: they, i mean he says that he left for producing
0: yeah um sure mm-hmm. let's go with it um, uh, he's gonna make it on his own just you watch. whatever you need whatever just you, you need and then last but not least we have the wild card that might turn everything on its head this year because we have blackpink which they debuted in 2016 and I don't know I'm not a big math girl but you know they say like all these contracts last seven years so 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023 girlies we are at the year of Blackpink contract renewal their contract is up in August the rumor mill has started with the fact that they are currently negotiating their contracts I wonder if they will stay with YG. I'm sure he is offering the world and more because if he doesn't keep Blackpink, I don't even know. I don't know what the or is. Like there isn't. What do you What does YG do if they don't have Blackpink? They they there is there's it's
1: not an option. Like they will do everything they can to keep them. Yeah. One of the reasons why Blackpink is so important is because because of the burning sun scandal and because of the reputation in korea due to the scandal in 2019 ish they decided to really focus on the international market and blackpink is the main header of that like push to the international market Mm -hmm. which honestly like what a genius stroke like if everyone in your own country hates you go outside because who's gonna who's gonna look up a scandal right you a lot of people kathy and i are always surprised about how much we like to google things because and how much everyone else doesn't right (laughs) so again like can't make it inside go outside and blackpink is it for
0: them yeah i mean like the timing of the documentary on netflix girl the it's like that man's calculations the the his brain the gears are always turning always always the devil works hard but yg works so much fucking harder we've never talked about this because you know people and fandoms are delicate when you say things but i think it's worth saying because we're Doing the YG episode, and we already said YG is trash for not letting their artists do the amount of music that they're capable of doing. Right. But the fact that Blackpink only has like thirty songs as a group in right. seven years of existing, and uh, the girls all went like solo, and they had two songs max, or only yeah. one,
1: yeah,
0: is really as a service to them. And also right. why I was questioning why they've only worked with Teddy. I think working with one producer is very limiting. Any artist will say that, like, no shade to Teddy. He clearly knows how to make a song. And, you know, if you feel comfortable working with someone, that's great. But it's just, it's good to work with other people.
1: I think you can do one producer continuously if that producer is out to explore things and change with you. Mm. But in my opinion, just based on the songs that he has produced... He's not very open to changing the formula that has worked for him for many Mm -hmm. years. So it just, you can tell it's a Blackpink song from miles away. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a lot of the same patterns,
0: right? Which make it maybe not as fun. Like the whole whole point of K-pop is, let me show you a different side.
1: (laughs) Where is a different side? Especially for someone like, rosie who is a musician like she likes to write her songs like she can write songs she can play instruments like she's not just an entertainer like for someone like
0: that like it has to be frustrating right it has to it really has to because like we think of rosie very similarly to taylor swift and the amount of music that taylor swift puts out and the like the quality the content like all the things the the songwriting it's very similar imagine what rosie could do if she was at the right company she wouldn't have just two songs out she'd have like two full albums by now if not more if yeah because they give she
1: gives the same vibe like taylor swift where they're very autobiographical with their songs it's very much about their struggles and experiences as a person so i i think we there's such a huge market for that that. like (laughs) there's such a huge
0: there's such a huge market for that and the fact that she can write beautifully in english and korean it's like what what why why but wait 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 why aren't you doing
1: more with them why aren't we being bombarded with rosy blackpink songs you know, like it's crazy it doesn't make any sense it really really doesn't
0: so yeah that is like, everyone sign it really doesn't make any sense it
1: doesn't it doesn't <laughs> like, i like i know we talk about you know blackpink and yg and everything like pretty often because we like to keep you know up to date with the news and stuff but like it didn't hit me until like today like right
0: now like why are they still there (laughs) that's what I'm saying I don't know what he could offer them because I think they've seen everything that they need to see and the fact that they've been allowed to do so many solo activities and travel so much and explore monetary gains elsewhere they have their brand ambassadorships they have so many other things going for them but he's turned down so many so many opportunities for them like jisoo is such a good actress she could do more i don't know if she wants to but i just feel like they are not seen out enough and it's obviously we don't want them to burn out like that's not what i'm saying i i think they want to do more and there is right. space and time for them to do more but They are very limited by their company, which is wild. So I honestly I'm gonna try I'm gonna trend it right now. Hashtag free blackpink. I hope that they don't renew with YG. I hope that they let YG burn to the ground. And or maybe they won't because of who's coming up next. So anyway. Crazy. So apart from
1: musicians, YG also represents models and actors. And when I found out who some of the people that were signed currently and previously with YG, I was like, what? No fucking way. It's crazy. So currently, uh, two of the bigger names uh, would be E Su Hyok. He was recently in Tomorrow, which is a Netflix uh, series, the one with- From
0: SF9. Yeah.
1: From SF9. But this next one, like- I, 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 Lee Sung Kyung, she's one of my favorite actresses in, like, K-dramas. She's been in some of the, maybe not biggest, but she was in Weightlifting Fairy, which is a really big success. And she was recently in Shooting Stars, which was a pretty big, a pretty big uh, recent K-drama. Aside from that, Nam Joo Hyuk. I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name too. Who was also in Weightlifting Fairy and Startup. For anybody who likes K-dramas, you know him. Like, he's amazing. And this one, I literally almost felt out of my bed when I saw that he was part of YG at one point. Which is E Young-suk. Which, one of the biggest Korean actors out there. And I would have never, ever, ever have thought that he was part of YG. Like... Not anymore, but at some point, yes. Like... He he did secret garden, Doctor Stranger, W like huge. Currently I use boyfriend. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> where does he do to, to make these people come into the company? Oh anyway. Aside from YG Entertainment, the company also has a bunch of subsidiary. The biggest one, I think, that we mentioned previously was the Black Label. And it has some pretty big names.
0: The Black Label, by the way, is run by Teddy and Cush, which are the main two producers. So if anybody from YG went to the Black Label, they're getting, like, it's home sweet home. Like, you're not going far from home.
1: It has Taeyang, who is still huge. Mm. Lauren, who is up and coming.
0: And also happens to be the son of Naver's founder. If anybody was wondering about possible ties to people and, you know, just little name dropping here or there. And john somi and i feel like she's also being
1: kind of a little bit ignored like her last comeback was 2021
0: yeah i think she's working on music right now but i think they've also focused her on like modeling stuff and brand deals and Mm -hmm. just other things variety show appearances so hopefully she's working on music and coming back with that and they also have signed Bogum. bogum again
1: <laughs> One of the biggest actors out there with YG. Why? Oh no, girl. I oh, don't know. And he just signed with a black label like pretty much yesterday. It wasn't yesterday, it was like March or April of 2020.
0: Connections and promises is all I can think of, but like damn, oh, with so much oh, out God. there. With so much out there. I because I, I can't imagine that all of the agencies weren't fighting over each other to sign him. Right. I'm make just... it make sense because it does
1: <laughs> you know you know actually considering what we've talked about yg and their dealings i hope we never find out
0: i'm good with that <laughs> i'm very good <laughs> let's, with let's that. hope
1: i i like him i want to continue liking him forever it's yeah fun. and then i think this one's the biggest one mm. uh yg plus do you
0: want to talk about yg plus kathy sure so I think, was it when we were looking at the Weaver Shop or like the box or something? So, you know, Laura and I are delusional fans who order a lot of merch from people that don't know we exist because we like to pay the rent. Like Bank PD just buying Trevor Noah's mansion in Beverly Hills for $26 million. I know exactly where my money is going from shipping fucking fees for a Weaver Shop anyway. So when you look at the Weaver Shop, boxes and shipping things and in the app it says that you know merch brought to you by or like legitimate things whatever like Hive entertainment ltd and yg plus and laura sent me a text like ariana what are you doing here like yg plus with (laughs) hype what merch what (laughs) and i was like yeah i know you know this whole like Hybe taking YG under their wing and adding them to Weverse one by one in the past couple of years has been the sussiest of sus operations I have witnessed mm-hmm. in my lifetime as a K-pop stan. And I don't want to know why this happened, but I do know that the Hybe merch people need help. They need storage facilities and they need help with shipping because their shipping times are fucking horrendous. And they just need help with production. So I guess it makes sense that all this to say that another subsidiary or sublabel of YG is called YG Plus, which is a media and advertising company where Hybe is a majority stakeholder. And they help distribute Hybe artist material. And in turn, from that, YG artists join Weavers, as I mentioned, for the past couple of years so interesting little dealings over there happening again i tried to make sense out of this but they're really
1: trying to make this narrative that the only thing in reverse or like reciprocated for Hive becoming a majority shareholder was yg artists
0: joining reverse which i guess it would be pretty big if you thought about like blackpink and Just stuff Black but, Pink. but blackpink is never on their weavers no i know because i joined <laughs> same so <laughs> the, the notifications so just are not coming through but i guess all <clears throat> they really wanted to was to sell Blackpink merch which you know mm-hmm. they still do have those like weaver's exclusives the pre-order benefits and all those things so they're still getting their money's worth and like mm-hmm. now jisoo for her comeback she hosted like a fan sign and it was called like a weaver's fan sign with the weaver's logo very big so right. they do have brand okay, credibility it, and it, visibility. It. Yes, it's happening. Yeah.
1: So all of the merch that you buy, all of the albums, YG Plus, just so you know. So underneath YG Plus is this whole bunch of subsidiaries underneath the subsidiary. Yg plus is the biggest <laughs> one, right? Right. After Black label. And underneath YG Plus, they have YGK Plus which is a modeling agency. And their whole shtick is they turn models into actors. Another one is YGEX, which is AVEX and YG. And this is solely for managing YG artists in Japan. And apparently, in no way, share, form tied to XG,
0: who is you under, know, yeah, from our our XG episode that we did a couple of weeks back, couple few weeks back, XG is under like its own little label is called XGALAX, but they're under AVEX. So a lot of people just from hearing the name XG sounds a little too much like YG, and then knowing that AVEX and YG had ties, they were like are you guys from YG Entertainment? And immediately everybody was like, no, 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 no. We're not related at all. You know, when you like try to cover it up that it's like a little sus because you said no a little bit too fast and too like loudly, kind of like that. So (laughs) I don't know if I buy it, but whatever, (laughs) let's pretend that XG has nothing to do with YG because that would literally crush me. And then finally, this was a surprise to me. They have a cosmetics brand called
1: Moonshot, which like... I guess they needed to diversify and they diversify they did. They said, we are here doing everything. Maybe not great, but we are here.
0: Just knowing how they ran their like restaurants and everything else and their tax <laughs> evasion and the fact that they clearly cut corners everywhere. The last thing that I would want to put on my face is makeup done by YG.
1: And then finally, it's YGX which used to be managed by Sun Lee, which, but now it's just really a dance crew, Um, except for this one actor, Vinny. I, I didn't watch Street Woman Fighter, but one of the dance crews is YGX or part of YGX. So I thought that was interesting.
0: They do be getting their hands on everything? Literally.
1: Also, I always wondered why... Vinny,
0: who is not a dancer, is part of YG. Act. I guess it's just about contracts and things that one can offer over the other one. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, it's weird. He's very Sus- cute if you guys haven't heard of him. Very, very cute. I follow him on Instagram.
0: Anyway, not that you guys care too much. Anyway.
1: With that, Kathy, can you tell us? What's new for YG? Okay,
0: so this is what I've been (laughs) waiting for and preparing for my whole life. So this is the thing. This is me not being able to summarize anything in my life and saying long story short and gaslighting all of you into believing that. (laughs) (laughs) So I, like Laura said at the very beginning of this episode coming very full circle, I have been wanting to do an episode on companies in general, but especially on YG since, probably January or February that we talked about this other things obviously happened and took priority but I really just wanted to take them like do a takedown like it's I'm not gonna front I knew I was here choosing (laughs) violence And I wanted to expose them, and that was the energy that I was bringing into Mm -hmm. this episode from the very beginning. And that's, you know, I'm owning it. It is what it is. I wasn't coming in here with like a fair, uh, like approach. Like, let me see what they. No, I literally was like, "Lauda, YG take down. Let's do this." So I've been researching for months, and as I mentioned in my YG section, after 2019, he like stepped down and was like peace, and did not reappear until early 2023. And how did he reappear, you ask? Well, there has been announced that YG was working on another girl group because it's been, again, seven years since Blackpink came out. So it was kind of like time. And they announced that they will be coming out with a girl group called Baby Monster. And the person who made the announcement and talked about everything was Mr. YG in the flesh. He appeared like he hadn't been involved in 70 jillion, quadrillion Billion scandals and tax evasion, and literally, he just like from the whole like from the bi situation, he just got acquitted in November. Like it, it yeah. hasn't been that long. Like he was still dealing with a lot of legal shit up until recently, and might still be with some of it that we don't even know about. So this man comes in here with his face of like I I ain't done nothing telling us about oh please you know we're coming out with baby monster and I want you to like give these girls a chance and I was like I'm not touching anything that you bring me with a 10 foot pole and then I watched the entire fucking show and I'm obsessed with them (laughs) and I need them to debut immediately and if they take any of the girls away because now they're threatening that they're not gonna be seven and if they make it five and if I lose any of these girls I'm going to lose my mind so (laughs) so baby monster (laughs) um is the newest girl group that is going to debut they don't have a debut date yet we are recording this two days before they announce the final lineup of the group again i will be distraught if they take any of those girls out because this motherfucker so while watching the series because they did the mind you the episodes like these girls they just got to 2 million subscribers on youtube without debuting like the power and every episode like is close to 10 million views within like days of 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 the of publishing so like i wasn't the only one like i fell into this for a reason (laughs) i trust and believe i tried to resist it because i want nothing to do with yg but they really do know how to produce a group and to produce good content like it's it's angering so (laughs) they have these seven girls I believe three Koreans, two Japanese, and two Thai girls. And they, most of them have been training at YG for four years at this point. The last one that came, Chiquita, she literally has been training with them for like a year and a half. And she just turned 14 in February. She's the Uh, last one. Stop it. Yeah, I know. I know i felt all the uh, things i felt all the things like watching her there because i was just like flashbacks no i don't want him anywhere near her do not like get away from her immediately don't touch her she's also perfect might be my bias i i can't i i don't know what to tell you guys so uh, yeah but anyway we're not gonna think about him we're not gonna think about him at all what i'm what i was gonna say is like just watching the footage like he seems so earnest and he seems like not the horrible person that he is like, you watch it and you almost forget. It's like the Men in Black, like, forget, like, lighting thing. It He almost made me forget all the trash that he is and has done. Because it this show is so good. And the group, the production of it, everything is so good. It's really, like, the series is really touching. These girls have gone through it. Like, you know, they really know how to make you feel bad for them and, like, root for them. So, personally, I'm hoping that he's about to pull a JYP of, like, taking out lino and felix only to bring them back and be like yes they're debuting i mean i hope he doesn't even do that but if these girls are genuinely like scared waiting for these results to be announced and any of them are not gonna make it in i'm i'm really gonna be distraught because at some point i was like "Eh, i can do without this one no i can't i was wrong i saw the whole show (laughs) i saw them crying all of them they all worked so hard they've been injured they've been like They're so prepared. They're so good. The whole industry is doing. No, no, that's the only. I'm just saying,
1: if any of these girls don't debut, I'm gonna take my chancleta to literally YG's office. Literally, and I don't even know them, but yeah, because when you do a show with (laughs) like a specific
0: amount of people, you know, like the whole show was with them. No one got eliminated. We did. It's not like we're losing someone every week. We've gotten attached to all seven of them over the course of the past four months, like since they started announcing them. So I can't imagine losing any of them. I literally put a comment on the YouTube video for like the last one. (laughs) I I don't even leave YouTube comments unless, it. well, I left one today, but it was to thank someone for like (laughs) leaving a tutorial that was very useful for me. And, uh, (laughs) but I left a comment and I was like, if YG doesn't debut all seven of these girls, it'll be the biggest mistake they make, parentheses. And they've made a lot of mistakes. Like- (laughs) We should make that into a shirt. I with swear. The parentheses and everything. I feel so strongly about this. Baby Monster, like, let them debut a seven, or I will riot. I will fly my ass to soul and I will burn down the HQ. No, I won't. For legal purposes, this is a joke. But I'm just saying, bro, like, oh, they're so good. Anyway, so that I I Laura had no idea that I had been this involved <laughs> with like any of it. And like two days this ago, I was like, I have a confession to make. I'm a baby monster stan and I watched the whole series and I'm really attached. And if, if if something happens or something is announced on Friday that is unfavorable, I will 100% be extra unhinged for the foreseeable future. So we in conclusion, <laughs> we we don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, if if Blackpink leaves YG I think they will be okay with what Baby Monster is about to do, to be honest with you.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe they won't offer this life and the next to Blackpink because they have Baby Monster. And they're proving to yeah. be
0: like it already. Mind you, uh, for 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 reference, uh Lisa and Jenny both appeared as like almost mentors during the show. Um. So and so did winner Akmu like they well they don't have anyone else they couldn't pull (laughs) anyone else to come in but yeah that's true yeah in conclusion (laughs) why is trash (laughs) in conclusion guys we hope that you enjoyed this episode we know it was hard to digest at some points it was hard for us to do the research as well and we tried to present the information as tactfully as possible. But, you know, there's just, we can't cover the sun with one finger is a saying in Spanish. And we couldn't not mention all these things because it's part of the YG history. And there's a lot of uncertainty about what they're actually going to be able to do. We don't know what's going to happen with Blackpink. Very intrigued to see what happens and keeping an eye on them. We're rooting. Well, I'm rooting for Baby Monster very hard. And yeah, now you know YG and we'll be back in the next few weeks with dedicated episodes to sm hive and jyp and then we'll have an episode talking about smaller agencies because you know agencies like kq definitely deserve to be talked about as well
1: thank you kathy for this episode topic that was great i'm so glad you
0: got on board thank you so much for
1: listening watching and bye
0: bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of the mia2k podcast we have lots of great content coming up ahead so please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars.
1: And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!